You all know these beautiful scriptures. Isaiah 61. And verses 1 to 3. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. That's all kinds of poor. Just as many kinds of poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. That's where Jesus stopped, right there. He stopped right there. The acceptable year of the Lord. That is what this year is. Every year is it. Every day is it, the acceptable year, the acceptable time, right now. Grace, today, beautiful, yeah? Salvation, today, right now. This is the day, today. It goes on here, of course, and it says, The day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes. The oil of joy for mourning. The garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness or the spirit of fainting. That they may be called trees of righteousness. The planting of the Lord that he may be glorified. Well, like I said earlier, you know, sometimes the... The presence of Jesus is everywhere. Like right now, it's everywhere. You can, be, you can actually be in the middle of the presence of Jesus and be completely oblivious to it. But his presence is in you. Yeah? So just, just put your hands here, right here. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Dad's with us right now, sweetie with us right now he is he's with us thank you father mom's with us dad's with us friends are with us holy spirit's in us say thank you lord thank you jesus i live i move i have my being in you full of your life, full of your life, full of your love, full of your spirit, that I might have fullness, fullness, nothing less than fullness. <laughs> Thank you, Father. So what I'm asking this morning is that the anointing which lives on the inside of you. Yes, he does. He lives on the inside of you. <laughs> the anointing that lives on the inside of you comes to those who mourn. Comes to those who mourn. Comes to comfort. He comes to comfort. He comes to console. And he comes to give you the oil of joy. 
And he said to me, a little bit earlier this week, he said to me that the oil of joy was going to start flowing in some of you immediately. In others, it would take a little while longer, but the oil of joy is going to start flowing again. Not, you see, it's never been away. Never been away, because it's there all the time. You've just got to say thank you, thank you, thank you. No, thank you, thank you, thank you. <laughs> you just got to say thank you, thank you, Lord. <laughs> thank you, Father. So, I, I, I'm not sure what's about to happen, but I'm pretty certain that the Holy Ghost, the Anointed, the Spirit of the Living God, who lives on the inside of you, is going to open some prisons, set some captives free, is going to give sight to the blind. Ears to the deaf. Oh, yes. Hearing to the deaf, shall we say that? Oh, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> thank you, Father. That beauty, beauty may be bestowed within you and upon you so that you know he is beautiful and you are beautiful. And he's making everything beautiful. He's making it all beautiful. Thank you, Father. Our hearts are going to be healed. Even this morning, as we've talked together and shared together. see we want to see Lord we want to realize Lord we want to realize what you've done what you're doing <laughs> thank you Father Ooh. Now, of course, we needed to start there. We needed to start with, it says this. You remember the journey. Let's go on a little journey. I don't know what kind of journey this is going to be like. It might be a little bit erratic. But it's going to be a journey, okay? But it says in Luke 24, you all remember the journey, don't you? You all remember the journey in Luke 24. It was two disciples walking away from Jerusalem. And right at the end of that journey, well, towards the end, they, they were walking and talking with Jesus. So you can just imagine yourself walking and talking with Jesus or walking and sitting with Jesus right now, resting in him, but just sharing your heart. Because, of course, you can share your heart and you can share your thoughts even when you're listening to me, can't you? You can do that. You're an amazing being. You're beyond human. You are actually beyond, 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 beyond human. You are actually beyond human. You realize that? You must be, you see, because the Spirit of God lives on, inside you. <laughs> you are partaking of the divine nature. Huh? You are partaking of the divine nature. 
Does anyone believe that? Oh, thank you. Yeah, well, that's what he actually says. You know, that's the new covenant. It says that. Huh? God says that. So that must be you. Is that you? Huh? Is that all of you? Partaking of the divine nature. Huh? Isn't it wonderful, that? You know, just wiggle about in that a little while. Just, yeah, just go, ooh, yeah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. And we, we need ice to see. You see, some people, there is a communion of saints, isn't there, that are all around us. And I, I often see Rachel, Rachel, I often see Rachel's dad with me. I often see Rachel's dad. And I, I ask the Lord to give Rachel those same eyes that he can see, that she can see her dad. And often for fair with a mum. And Andrew and Bryn and all those people that we've lost. We've lost them to a, an unseen realm, but we haven't lost them. They're more alive than they ever were, here with us, peeking down in the meeting. Huh? Really, it's true. All around us. And of course, right now we're mourning. There's lots of mourning going on. The country's in mourning. The country's in confusion and mourning. But you're ahead of the curve because you've been learning how to lament. You've been learning how to talk to Jesus and give all these things to Jesus, haven't you? You've been learning it for years and years. Oh, thank you, Jesus. But anyway, at the end of Luke 24 and verse 30, 31, it says, Now it came to pass, as he sat at the table with them, that he took bread, blessed it and broke it and gave it to them. Then their eyes were opened and they knew him. They knew him. Jesus, we want to know you. We want to have a living, beautiful, wonderful, romantic, shall we say, even intimate relationship with you, Jesus. We want to dance with you. We want to talk with you. We want to sing to you. We want to share with you. We want to be consumed, enveloped, enfolded, huh? raptured, raptured in his love. Don't we? Don't you want to be like that? Loving him, knowing him. Seeing him. Thank you, Jesus. It says, then their eyes were opened, they knew him, and, and he vanished from their sight. You see, because they knew him in a different way. They didn't just know him because of his physical looks. They knew him because they ate the bread. They knew him because they ate the bread. They, they put the bread in the mouth. And when they put the bread in the mouth, they ate of him. Do you understand me? That's what he'd been doing in the journey. He was giving them more and more of himself. And when they put that bread in the mouth, they ate, they took, they digested of him. And then he was gone because he was going, look kids, you remember me in this way, but I want you to know me in a holy new way. I want you to know that we are one. When you eat bread and don't just look at it. When you eat it and don't just smell it. I know when I go to, I said it, didn't I? When I go to Italy, we have our Italian, I mean, we've always got our Italian sis, sister with us. But now we've got the family with us. But when, when you go to Italy, you, 
it's always fresh bread. It's never old bread. It's never stale bread. It's always new and fresh and beautiful. And when you smell that, you know, it's golden. It's oh, just laying on the table. You just feel like, I want that. I want that. I want to eat that. Huh? You don't just look at it. You don't just smell it. You actually eat it. And when you eat it, it's just, oh. And then you take a glass of wine. Well, anyway, Pastor Adam did. But there we go. And you drink life. Do you understand me? We drink and we eat. We drink and we eat. And at that moment, I, I, was, I, was, I was laughing at myself because when I, when I was thinking about this, I, brought, I bought this loaf of bread and it's called ancient grain bread. Oh, it's delicious. I was just thinking about the ancient of days. I was eating ancient grain bread. Just eating and enjoying this morning. That's what we're doing now. Just enjoying him. Just enjoying. Sit back, kick back. Just relax, enjoy. Thank you, Jesus. But he vanished so that they might realize, they might see with the real eyes what the new covenant is all about. The new covenant is not an external covenant. It's an internal covenant. It's a covenant of heart. It's a covenant of relationship. It's, it's, it's from the heart that this thing flows. It's there that it flows. It's a covenant of oneness. It's not of separation. Separation's an illusion. There is no separation. It's impossible to be separated from him. You are one with him. Always. He never leaves you. He's never going to forsake you. He's with you. He's kissing you right now. Just let him kiss you right now. Mm. He wants to lick you all over. Because mm. he loves you. No, but some of you need to, you understand me, you need to feel it. You need to see it. You need to imagine it. Because this is not some kind of mental theory. This is not some kind of old covenant that we're trying to drum up life from. This is real living life that we have. We say we have a relationship with Jesus. Well, if you have a relationship with anyone, you talk to them, you spend time with them. Don't you? You love them. You share together. You don't, you don't, you don't go into... You don't go into... Adam didn't go into first presence and then get a book out and go, Dear Fay, I am now in your presence. It's, do you, you understand me? You don't, you don't read. You, there's got to be a time when the book becomes life inside you. There's got to be a time when the relationship becomes real. There's got to be a time when you kiss him and you love him and you dance with him and you romance him. Because that's what he says, don't they? Everyone knows Song of Solomon's. What does he say? Everyone knows it. They quote it as a scripture, don't they? Oh, he, he says that he wants to hear our voice. They hear our voice and he wants to see us. He wants us to sing to him. We all know the scripture. How many of us do it? Huh? How many of us just spend time with him and love him? Because that's what he wants. Come on, just be with me right now, Father. Oh, Father. 
Jesus. Thank you so much for living inside us, for loving inside us. Thank you for being the gardener of my heart. The tender, the one who looks after my soul, my emotions, my thoughts, Jesus. I bring all these things to you, Lord. It's your garden. Walk in the garden today. Walk in the garden, Lord. The things that die in, Father, some of them need to die, Lord. The ashes that are there, Father, we need to give them to you, Lord. We need to give the ashes to you, Jesus. So that you can beautify us, Lord. Beautify us, Lord. So that we are trees of righteousness, Lord. We ask that the ashes, Lord, that we carry, Lord, would be gathered together by you, Lord, and that you would spread them in the earth, in the soil of our hearts, Lord, and fertilize all that soil, Lord, so that it might be beauty that comes up out of them. Beauty for ashes, Lord. The oil of joy instead of mourning. Lord, we ask it, Lord, the people that we mourn for, the people that we miss, Lord, the people that we've lost, the things that we feel we've lost, Lord, the things that have been stolen, whatever it might be, Lord, we just want to thank you, Lord, that those ashes can be sprinkled, Jesus, in the garden of our hearts, Lord. And Holy Spirit, that you bring forth beauty. You bring forth trees of righteousness, Lord. Huge trees, oak trees, Father. Beautiful trees, strong trees, Lord. Thank you, Father. Oneness. New creation. That is what you are. Oneness. You're enjoined to him. You're enwrapped, enfolded in him. Wrapped around him. Intertwined. Or should I say he's wrapped around you? You're intertwined with him. Found to be in him. Raptured together with him. Now this is you. This is your life. This is the journey that you're on. This journey is never going to end. It's never going to end. Huh? And then it says, suddenly he was no more. Have you thought about this? Suddenly he was no more. Look, he was there one moment and then he was gone. What happened to him? Was it one moment he was saying, touch and feel, it's me? Do you remember this? He said, touch and feel, it's me. Do you remember that? And then the next minute it's disappeared, he's gone. Huh? says, you will be like he is. In fact, you are like he is. But everything about you is going to become like he is. Just think, one minute he was there, he said, touch and feel, it's me. And the next minute he was gone. What happened? Where did all those molecules go? Was it that he was in and out of different dimensions? You see, we see this dimension, but we don't see other dimensions. Not with these eyes, but there's some other eyes. The eyes of the inner man that have to be awoken so that you can see. And you see, he is the gate. Jesus is the door. You understand? He's like the gate and the door to every new realm, to every dimension, to everything you don't know, to everything you've never seen. 
to all about everything, everywhere. He is the gate and the door, and guess what? He lives inside of you. He lives on the inside of you. There is no mystery too big. There's no mystery too high. There's nothing that he cannot show you. There's nothing that he cannot enlighten to you. Isn't it beautiful? There's no place that you cannot go if Jesus is inside you. Just think your very DNA, your very DNA, the ladder of God, every piece of you, every little bit, he's boy, all, it all belongs to him. Everything belongs to him. Everything. There's nothing that anyone else can have because you belong to him. You are a child of God, are you not? Is that not your name? Are you not a child of God? Are you not a son and a daughter of God, most high, the living God, the king of all the universe? Is that not you? Am I not talking to you? That's you, isn't it? Your DNA is alive with God. Huh? You are full of God. Every house you go in, Jesus comes to say hello. Huh? Isn't, it be, isn't it true? Every house that he goes in, Jesus comes to say hello. Because that's where he is. Every house is beautiful. Every place you go, Jesus is coming. Oh, thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. It's interesting when I was thinking about that. Just think about that. Elijah, you know, we don't read about this chapter very much, but just to, just to kind of... Elijah, it says Elijah, do you remember Ahab? Ahab and Obadiah, they were in the palace together. Obadiah was someone who loved God. And he was serving as the house, the head of the household in the days of Ahab in his palace. And Ahab was like, it, I think it says that he was the most wicked king in Israel. And Jezebel was his wife, you remember, you got the scene. And Obadiah is in the household and he's looking after the prophets of God. He's looking after all of them. He's taking care of them. He's using Ahab's money and taking care of the prophets of God. And it said that he greatly feared God. But then one day, and you see, Elijah, he was, he was this guy that kept going around saying things from God, the Most High One. Huh? He kept bringing a message from the Father and from Jesus. And it was like, they were looking for him everywhere because he was the one that, that was the, the biggest threat to, to the kingdom. You understand me? That's what he was. He was the biggest threat to the kingdom. And he, he delivered some messages and Ahab was looking for him and he'd sent messengers into every other nation and realm and he'd required the, the, the leaders in those nations to send the letter back saying, we do not know where Elijah is. He is not in our kingdom. Huh? And then one day, Obadiah and Ahab are going to find food for the animals. One goes this way and one goes that way in the kingdom of Israel. This is what he says. And one day, Elijah just turns up. He's just there. And Obadiah says, my Lord, my master, what are you doing here? And he says, go and tell, you, go and tell the king that I'm here and I want to talk to him. And Obadiah goes, no way, because if I go and tell the king that you're here, by the time I get back, he might have gone somewhere else. Because you see, the thing about Elijah, the thing about Elijah, and just think about this, I'm just going to plant it, I'm just going to seed it in your minds a little bit. The thing about Elijah was that Elijah kept disappearing. 
He kept going out of one dimension and going into another dimension and he never knew where he was. Huh? Have you ever thought about that? There was something about the way that he lived that meant that he'd entered into a place with Jesus, with the Father, where he, he was able to go out and in of different dimensions. Now that's beautiful, isn't it? That's Old Testament. You think this, this happened all the time. But, but you see, somehow everyone's held. It's like everyone's held in the grip of the world, but don't really know that they're in the grip of the world. And if they're not held in the grip of the world, they're held in the grip of religion that strangles life out of everybody. It's like, no, there's life inside you. We didn't come to another meeting. We came to life. We came to life. We came to share life. We came to be the family of God. You came to express your heart. You came to give your love to him. You came and give your love to one another. And somehow we've got to break out into new realms, into new dimensions. Huh? Huh? Well, I don't, there's not many you're very excited about, have you? Oh, yeah, we've watched Star Trek and we've seen this and we've seen the other and we've watched all those things, but I don't hear many people very excited about it. Where did all this technology come from? All this technology that's in the phone, that's in. Where did it all come from? Where did it all come from? Well, it came from God, but it came from inside someone. So where is all this technology? Where is all this technology? It's inside us. Huh? This is just technical technology that is already on the inside of us. We already have. I learned a new word the other day, schematics. We already have the schematics for everything to move in the spirit. Huh? Do you understand me? You see, what we've done is we've gone, it's all out there. No, no, it's all in here. God already put it inside us. And it's all going to start flowing. Oh, thank you. I'm so pleased I'm excited this morning. I don't, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm excited, you know. I, I just feel like there's something else going on. It's just something else going on, isn't there? It's been going on a long time. This is not new. It's just that we're, we're late to the party. Do you understand me? We're a bit late to the party. This has been going a long, long time. I had this little thought, you know, I had this little thought, you know, because I'm big on Ephesians 1, I love Ephesians 1. He says that he, before the world was ever created, before, he looked at you, he looked at Mary. Can you imagine that? He, 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 something went, came out of his heart and he just saw Mary and he went, oh, she's beautiful. She's beautiful. Mm. He kissed her, he set her apart. I loved her. There's no other expression like Mary, not anywhere on the earth. Not anyone that's like the expression of Mary. There's no other expression of you. Huh? And he saw all of that before you ever arrived here. Do you know that you're a time traveler? Do you know you're a time traveler? You already traveled through realms unseen. Because you, before you were formed, before you were ever conceived in your mother's womb... God knew you. You were with him. So you came from another place. You were born of God. Isn't it wonderful? You were born of God. Oh, yeah, but it was me mum and dad. It was, oh, it was this and the other. No, no, you were born of God. You. Huh? 
And somehow you were in that realm and somehow you got to this realm. Did you time travel? Woo! Huh? I mean, think about it. You must have done something, didn't you? To get here. You just weren't aware of it. And like I've been saying for a long time, you know, I can't remember being in my mum's womb. But I know I was. And I'm told it was very nice and it was comfortable and lovely and all the rest of it. I, I don't remember it. Some people do. I don't remember it. But hey, there's lots of things I don't remember. I don't remember being with the father before I ever got here. But I, I'm told that I was with him. Huh? I'm told that he saw me and knew me and kissed me. And set me apart and went, Paul, there's going to be a time that you're going to be walking about and talking and you're going to be shouting and excited and enthusiastic and people are going to look at you and they're going to go, he's a nutter. Huh? Yeah, no, honestly. It's true. He knew it all. There's not one thing that he's never known. Huh? You see, that's what Jesus said this. I found myself saying it last night as well. He said this, but I have food of which you know nothing about. What the heck does that mean? Huh? Huh? There's some things that he's got that we know nothing about yet. Huh? When are these going to start unfolding? Ooh. I want, I want to be there, don't you? Unfolding them with him. Huh? There's some food that's really good that we've just got to dive into. Huh? I mean, that... Lemon meringue cake, Woo! deep dive, Woo! I tell you. No, but the truth is, you see, that inside you can live a completely different place to outside. But sa sadly, sadly, we, we also live in this dimension. And this dimension affects us a little bit, doesn't it? And that, that's, the, that's, that's the thing, it affects us because we've got this human body and we have got these feelings and these thoughts and we do these things. Some good and some not bad, and some, some bad, whatever. But these have consequences. And of course, we find ourselves in grief, mourning, struggling. But you don't have to be. You can give it away. Huh? Even now, you can give it away. Don't wait. Don't wait. Come on, just, just give it away. Just say, Lord, these ashes this morning, this... Whatever it is that you've been going through, you have to give it to him. Like I said, a, a nation in mourning, a people confused, a sense of great loss and pain everywhere. Someone said to me the other day, I can't remember who it was, but they said, you know what, I've never known such a time as this in my lifetime that there are so many people that are struggling, that are hurting, and that are in pain. I've never known a time like it. What was that word, Andy? You, a fresh awakening. A fresh awakening. The wind is blowing in the top of the trees. There's a fresh awakening. If only you can hear it. Can you hear it? Can anyone hear it? Because I'm telling you, it's coming and it's beautiful. It's already here and it's beautiful. I was thinking about, you know, giving, giving, giving him my ashes. And of course, the, the, thing, the thing for me is that everything that I've ever said, I've, 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 I've actually practiced it. I've done it. You understand me? There's nothing, nothing that I've said here that I've not done. I don't think there is. 
So, so, so when, I've, when I've, I've said that, you know, the sharing of our lives together is important, it is important. When I've, when I've said that it's important to be accountable to each other, to submit ourselves, I've, I've, and you know what heart I'm talking from. I've done it. All of those things have helped me to bring my ashes. To bring my ashes. Do you understand me? And in the end, even if you did it with someone else, Jesus was there. As long as you consciously, well, he, he was there, of course. But, but, but in a way, we have, to, we have to be conscious of his presence, conscious of him being with us and taking those things. But of course, all of it's about this relationship with Jesus, isn't it? It's, it's so, you see, I've learned so well to share my whole life, not only with Jesus, but with people around. And maybe sharing with people around actually helped me to share with Jesus. But one way or another, I've come to this place where I share with Jesus and he takes it. I don't need to keep it for two years. I don't need to keep it for two weeks. I don't need to keep it another day. Because I can give it to him. And he wants it. I was thinking about this. What I've learned is that when you really love people, you also suffer. When you love people, you suffer. You suffer for them. You suffer with them. Sometimes you suffer because of them. But there's a beautiful little verse that says, Love suffers long. Oh boy, does it suffer a long time. It suffers long. Love you guys. We're kissing you. We love you. And the school. And the school. We're all over the school in prayer and love. Yeah. Thank you, Lord. Oh, thank you, Father. When you really love someone, you suffer. I also thought about this beauty out of ashes. You know, it's beauty out of ashes. It's not beauty out of nothing. It's not beauty out of nothing, is it? I don't know, is it? It's not beauty out of nothing. He says it's beauty out of ashes. So you have to give him your ashes. You have to bring him to him right now. thought this was an interesting one as well. It says that the garment of praise instead of the spirit of heaviness, but in some translations, I can't remember which one it is, it says instead of the spirit of fainting. I thought that was very interesting. Because some people fight, some people flee, and some people faint. I don't care. The spirit of faint. What does he give? Garment of praise, but we have to give him the ashes. We have to give him the ashes. Now, of course, Luke 24, this was the context of it. The sense of loss that the disciples had was absolutely tremendous. The grief was beyond anything that they'd ever known. The mourning was deeper than anything they've ever felt. 
Because listen to this, I want to read these verses to you, okay? It says this in 1 John, chapter 1, verse 1 to 3. It says, That which was from the beginning, which we have heard, which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked upon and our hands have handled, concerning the word of life, the life was manifested, and we have seen and bear witness and declare to you that eternal life, which was with the Father and was manifested to us, that which we have seen and heard, we declare to you, that you also may have fellowship with us, and truly our fellowship is with the Father and his Son, Jesus Christ. This, of course, is many years later when John's writing this. But, of course, he's, he's talking not only about his journey with Jesus before Jesus was died and was, was crucified and died and buried. He, he's not only talking about that, he's now talking about all the journey that he's had with Jesus, this life that was from the beginning, which he's experienced and been together with. Let, let me read it from this one. This is absolutely stupendous, this little translation. You, you haven't got it, uh, Simon, I don't think you've got it. It says, the Logos is the source. Everything commences in him. The initial reports concerning him that have reached our ears, and which indeed we bore witness to with our own eyes, to the point that we became irresistibly attracted now captivates our gaze. In him we witness tangible life in its most articulate form. The same life that was face to face with the Father from the beginning has now dawned on us. The infinite life of the Father became visible before our eyes in human person. Can you imagine that's who they had been with? They'd been with the person that articulated, that formed life, that manifest life in such a way that they'd never ever seen it before. This same one that they were sharing with in the earth was the one that had been with the Father from the beginning. And he was with them now. And they'd had all this wonderful time with him. He was the man that painted pictures that were the most glorious pictures. Remember, that's what he did. All his parables were pictures. They were all pictures of the Father and the relationship that the Father has with us. All the pictures he painted were beautiful. Every breath that he, he breathed was beautiful. Every word that he spoke was truth and wisdom. Every movement was full of life. He articulated life. And now they just watched him on a cross, silently, at the hands of, of at our hands. Huh? But they watched him. And as they watched him die, things in them died as well. The dreams, the thoughts, the promises. Can you... Can you and you see, this is what happens with us, isn't it? When we lose people. Sometimes the, the thought of loss is so great that we're not sure we can overcome it. Well, you can't overcome it, but he inside you can take that loss. He can take those ashes. He can take 
Those feelings that you have, he can take them if you would just give them to him. Come on, give him. Give him those ashes right now. Come on, you can do it. Right now, you can give him those ashes. People in this house, even people that are not in this house at the moment, have lost friends even this week. Even this week, suddenly, they were no longer. In this house, it has happened. And of course, it's painful, it's grievous. It deeply affects us, doesn't it? Deeply affects us, but come on. Give him those ashes. It's okay, you can. You can give him those. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Now just imagine the grief that they carried on the road to Emmaus. Huh? Imagine that grief, just like yours, just like mine. Those ashes, that are, they're carrying it. What did Jesus do? He came up and started walking and talking to them on that road. Thank you, Jesus. Okay, come on, let's, let's just pray. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. You're with us, Lord. You're with us on this road, Lord. You're with us on this journey. Thank you so much, Lord. Thank you that you're in us, Lord. You're in us, Lord, and you're more than enough. And all the pain, Lord, that our eyes have seen, all the grief that we've witnessed, Lord, as we're with you right now, Lord, we just give it to you. Give you our ashes, Lord. Lord, we give you our ashes, Lord. Fill our lives. Would you help me with our ashes, Lord? For our children's Lord and our children's children, Lord. I'm asking that there would be moments, Lord, that they would experience moments, Lord, where they also can give their ashes, Lord. Even the ashes that we've dumped in them, Lord. Lord, you said to me, Lord, that you are the garden. You're the one that tends. You're the one, Lord, that waters, tends us. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for your ashes. Thank you for your ashes. Is it 
beautiful pictures, beautiful pictures. Just give him, just give him. Can I just say that some of you, some of you have been so busy, you've not had time to grieve. Some of you have not given yourselves time to grieve. You've been so busy doing all sorts of things. Some of you have been so busy praying, leading. Doing, you've not had time. And this is a season. This is a season right now. This is a season. Thank you, Jesus. 